0: Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Wow. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it all over again. See if I still have the same vision. (laughs) Today is a new day. Today, I will be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God. And by the word of God to never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, you may be seated. How's everybody this morning? Good. You guys have been on my heart, so I've been praying for you. I'm not telling you, they saw me. Um, it's going to be a good week for you guys because I'm praying for you. (laughs) Um, no, it just is. I didn't feel it. I had the privilege. It was privilege. Oh, it's so interesting. Wait till you see how different God, um, Like at different times, he works in your life just so differently. You see him differently. I think that's what it is. I see him differently. I remember years ago when I was first in ministry, probably like the first 10 years, even, probably even more than that. um, I would, I mean, Matthew sacrificed so that I could do what it is that I was doing. And he shouldn't have had to have, because I put ministry before family. And um, yesterday I had the opportunity to put family before ministry. And so uh, Abigail had her basketball tournament, and I really needed to prepare for today. So I thought, well, I'm going to come. I'll go to the first game, and if they win, I'm going to have to go because I really need to get home and prepare for today. So sure enough, they won their first game, and I'm like, ah. What do I do? So I said to Abigail, I said, Abigail, um, Mimi was um, wanting to know if it matters to you or not, (laughs) (laughs) if I stay, because Mimi needs to prepare for tomorrow. Even as I said it, I was like, wow, that sounds lame. And so she goes, um, I don't know. And then I was like, she cares. And I thought, there's no place I'd rather be. And I'm so glad that I stayed because it was like down to the wire. They made it all the way to the finals, and they went into overtime. And I was about down on the gym floor myself, like going to pick up one of the kids so they could put it up in the basket. And uh, their team won, and so they won the whole tournament. So I'm super, super proud of Abigail. <laughs> and she did such a great job. She's, a blo- she's a really good on defense. So she learned what it meant to, like, we'd be like, be like fly-on-fly paper. Get over there. (laughs) So she was, like, had her little hands and arms up, and it was just precious. And they grow up so quick, you know? And I want to have these opportunities and take these opportunities. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. She brought her uh, little uh, what trophy. Sorry. Yeah, trophy. And put it in the office and put – is she – Oh, no, she's not in here. And put a little tag on it. And on the little tag, it says, You can look, but please don't touch. <laughs> Signed by Abigail. <laughs> so if you would like to look at her trophy, it's on display in the office. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love everything about that. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about what we've been talking about here. Really wanting to become people that change the world and cause it to be turned upside down and right side up. And how, how many of you can remember when you were young, like the dreams that you had of what you wanted to do when you grew up? You know, I mean, it's like you'd sit and dream big dreams. They were never like these little dreams, but they were, they were big dreams. And I remember I always wanted to be a mom. And I know a lot of little girls think about doing stuff like that. And that was a big dream. It was a big dream to be able to be a mom. And I also had dreams, like actual dreams, in the night several times when I would be standing behind a podium. And I never understood the dreams, but I thought, wow, I'm probably gonna be like one of those people that go to schools and all these places, because that's what I knew. That's the only place I saw a podium. And I was going to be one of those speakers, like in an assembly. And I was going to tell kids why they shouldn't do drugs. Because I was doing drugs at the time. (laughs) And I knew that I probably shouldn't be. So I thought, when I'm not doing them, I'm going to tell all these kids why they shouldn't be doing drugs. So anyway, but I had big aspirations. I, I knew I was going to do something that was going to be really significant. And then what happened was, along the way, you get told that you're insignificant. One of your friends calls you stupid. A neighbor cuts you down. Your teacher gives you, like, a D-minus. And things just slowly happen. And those big dreams that you used to have when you were, like, seven, eight, nine, they start to get kind of dwindled. And we start to see ourselves the way that we think everybody else sees us. And now the, the, the picture that we have in the mirror looks so different than when we were dreaming when we were little kids. And we limited God because we limited ourselves. So one of the things I want to do is encourage all of us during this whole series, go back to your childhood to those dreams that you dreamed. That's why this is perfect to do hero on a mission right now. I could just cry. It's never too late. I don't care how old you are. Pick up the dreams that are in your heart and just run with it. I was talking to someone the other night and I was thinking about like, I'm like, ah, I just wanna make such a big difference. And I can say this until I'm lying in my deathbed. What am I doing to actually do that? Where are the goals? Am I writing them down? Am I, am I saying, okay, now I'm going to do this and this and this? Am I making steps toward it? And, and it's not, you know, we say like our life is not our own, and it's true. That's what the scriptures say. That, but that doesn't mean that you don't do anything. It says that he gives us the desires of our heart, he, which literally means I believe that he places those desires in our heart. And the very things that you're super good at, you should be doing. And there's probably things that you're good at that you don't even know that you're good at until you actually put your hand to it. Some of you, you should be on the media team. But you're thinking, I don't even know how to run. (laughs) Right? Um, You're like, I don't know how to run a camera. I don't know how to do anything. All of a sudden, you get behind a camera, and you're like, wow, I'm actually really good at this. Some of you, you could be like world-renowned photographers, and your, your, your photography could speak to people about God. There's so many create, creative ideas that so many of you have. You just need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in the God in you. It's so important. It's... So I'm thinking about Joanna Gaines. And I'm like... It was like six years ago when they started their show. And I'm like, Waco, Texas will never be the same again. Because one couple decided to flip houses. One couple decided that this woman actually knew what she was doing, that she loved home interior design. This woman actually believed in herself, and she believed in the God in her. They are both Christians, and they, they are actually impacting the world with doing nothing more than making houses look pretty for people to live in. But it's impacting people. Now she, they have a huge restaurant. I mean, the whole town turned upside down in a good way. Why not? You know, there's a statistic, and I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I wish I, I did. I, I have it in here. I'd have to like flip through to try to find it. But that your most your greatest productive years are actually between the ages of 60 and 70 and then also between 70 and 80. I'm like, ah, I, 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 I'm not even there yet. I, I, I'm, not Because I've got so much time before I'm 60. I mean, that's like so far away. Long ways away. So I'm thinking, wow, look at how productive I can still be. Look at you guys. Many of you are like in your 30s. There might even be some 20-somethings in here. Look at you guys. You have so much opportunity to change the world. Where's that scripture? Turn the world upside down. Let's read this. I will read scriptures, I promise. I'm just really excited. Because I believe that the church needs to be known for not what we stand against, but what we stand for. That we actually are, 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 are proclaiming what we believe. We believe in love and peace and family and joy and peace. That's what we're known for, not murmurs and complainers and people who are offended constantly. 17.6, all right. If you put up Acts 17.6. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Is that right? Why did I not know that it said Jason? Huh, that's interesting. I thought that was a typo. Oh, Jason, good job. I don't know why I'm thinking this is so funny. Anyway, (laughs) do you want to be one of those who goes into the city and turns the city upside down? You can do it. Look to your neighbor. Say, you can do this. And how you do it is you do what you love. You do what makes your heart sing. You do what you think about, what you meditate on, what you dream about. People are like, I don't know what I'm called to do. What are you dreaming about? If you're not dreaming, stop and slow down in life. And don't just be so busy doing something. And it's like, well, it's true that you have to work. It's true that you have to put, you know, food on the table. All of that is true. I understand that you have bills to pay. But I'm hoping that what you are doing is an extension of something in your heart that says, "I love this." There's a the, there's a greeter at Meijer, and I'm like, this guy was born for this. Because you feel when you walk in, he's there. He's so happy to see you. That's a big deal. You're like. I want to be a greeter at Meyer. That's fine. Then be the best greeter ever. Where when people walk by you, they actually feel different. This whole week, it's so funny. I even had people email me and say, I'm praying for you, and you're going to have an amazing week, and blah, 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 blah. I had the worst week. (laughs) I was so oppressed, it was terrible. I woke up Monday and I was like, I feel awful, I'm heavy, I'm hopeless, I have no purpose. I was just super, super down. Wednesday was like the tipping point. I got out of bed, only to walk downstairs and lay on the sofa. I was so depressed, I couldn't figure it out. If you called and spoke to me on the phone, the tone of my voice sounded awful, like there was no life in it. Yeah? It's so pathetic when I think about it. But anyway, you have to laugh at yourself. I had no life in my voice. It just sounded like I'm going to die at any moment. My life is so horrible. And I believed it. I believed it. That's spiritual warfare are you listening to me I contacted my team right away and said does anybody else feel really depressed anxious feels hopeless blah 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 and uh, I think there was a few that yes yes and then there was other people I had talked to yes yes and I was like okay wait a second this is not a coincidence why did it take three days for me to recognize that this was the work of the enemy Oppression, I wasted three days. That's how I feel. I feel like I, like I wasted three days feeling heavy, depressed, hopeless, all the junk that comes with it. How many of you have ever been there? Raise your hand. It's so awful. But when you're in the midst of it, it's so real. And you can even find things to complain about. And sometimes you can't. I mean, I tried. I, I came up with some good ones, but listen. Jesus triumphed over all of this. Colossians chapter two verse thirteen. You see, we can't we can't make headway. We can't be world changers. We can't we can't um, turn the the city upside down if we allow the enemy to keep us oppressed. We don't have days to lay on a sofa. We don't have days to think about. All the would-haves and could-haves and should-haves—we don't have time for that. But when you're in the midst of it, that's why community is so important. It is so important to be able to be able to reach out to people and say, "Hey, look, I'm not doing well. I can't seem to get out of it. I'm in a funk. I've read, I've prayed, I've declared, I've done all the things that you're supposed to do. Check, 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 check. None of it's working. I've got my worship music on. I'm worshiping. That's not working. Nothing's working. Have you been there?" Yep, I did everything they said. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. I did it textbook. Nothing worked. Listen. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. He has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed... Principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He's defeated the enemy. But the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We're to be militant, militant not physically, but spiritually. You look at jihad and what they believe. You get in the way of what they believe, they'll kill you. In order to increase, I'm talking about radical Muslims. I'm not talking about the average. I'm talking about radical, militant, jihad. We should have that same type of militancy in the spirit. That we're so intentional that we see, oh, I'm oppressed. I'm having thoughts that seem very much like they're my thoughts. I'm I'm having they're dark. I'm in I'm in a dark place. What do you do when you're in a dark place and you can't get out of that dark place? Call somebody who's in the light. Help me. Sometimes it uh, this this may sound uh, try this. Have somebody make you laugh. Yeah, call me Pastor Matthew. He can make you laugh. He can make me laugh more than anybody I know. It breaks something. See, they're laughing right now. He hasn't even said anything. We just said his name and people are laughing. (laughs) See, you're all laughing. Merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Another translation says laughter doeth good like a medicine. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. This is such an example of ministry and team ministry. That's why we do team ministry here. You don't just see me up here teaching. We have other leaders that are very capable and anointed and gifted of God to also teach. So I impart to them, they impart to you, and so on and so forth. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. I mean, when you look at that, really, what is it saying? It's saying, look, don't get so caught up in the things of the world that you forget where you're going and who you're from. That we live for eternity. That that we we serve Jesus and we get to use our gifts and our talents and all of that to actually serve Him and to serve one another. It's like what what Mac, Max was saying earlier. It's like what a sad life if everything that you're doing is only for you, and you're just building your own kingdom. But it is so fulfilling and rewarding and life-giving that if what you're doing is actually somehow impacting others, and you're not even—it may not even be your motivation behind why you're doing it—but somehow. Somehow it happens. I can promise you that Joanna Gaines did not think, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna turn this city upside down, but not only this city, but this country, not only this country, but other countries. She's known internationally. This little tiny lady who just likes to make things pretty. I could do that. You're making jewelry. Look at you. She's doing that. And it's speaking to people. I think it's called Junia and Company. Yep. It's really good stuff. You guys want to go on? Check it out. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. So when you think about being a soldier, you're thinking about the fact that you're going to be militant, you're going to be diligent, you're going to live in a way that actually has purpose. That you're not slothful. You're not wasting hours, you're not wasting days, weeks, months, and years. And maybe you've already done that, but there's no shame. What we do is that we just say, okay, I've been there, done that, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to get around people who will sharpen me, who believe in me, who will encourage me, who will speak into my destiny. If you don't have people like that around you, find people like that. And if you have people who are saying you're dreaming too big, you're thinking too big, you can never do that, sorry, but dump them. Let somebody else deal with that. You can pray for them while you dump them, but you need to surround yourself Surround yourself with people who believe in you. Who wants to hang around with Debbie Downer? You want to be around people who want to speak life, who want to dream. i like to, I said, Pastor Matthew was on Friday. We were at Mudpenny. And we're, I just sit there and dream about what we're going to do. We're going to, like we're in the middle of talking about putting something together. He and I, on, separate from, from ministry. But yet, it will totally display the glory of God, it will totally display his his goodness. And it's so fun to dream and it's so much bigger than me and it's so much bigger than him. That's how I know it's God and that's how I know we have to do it and we can do it. You have to have those dreams in you. You can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. If you need someone to tell you that you can do it, I'm telling you, you can do it. You want to know what? Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, will give you the courage that you have need of. If you say, I don't have the grace, ask him for the grace. Say, well, I'm not smart enough, ask him for wisdom. He said, he'll give it to you. And here's the really good news. I'm not smart enough to do a lot of things. So I surround myself with people who are a lot smarter than me. Who can do things I can't do. That's again why you'd have to have community. Hmm. Second Corinthians chapter two. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Chapter two, verse ten and eleven. If you freely forgive anyone for anything, then I also forgive him, and if I have forgiven anything. I did so for you before the face of Christ so that we would not be exploited by the adversary, Satan. For we know his clever schemes, literally devices. One thing I know about a soldier is that a soldier knows its enemy. We often say, well, just don't even think about him. Don't. Just focus on Jesus. That sounds amazing, but it's not even scriptural. We should know our enemy. Literally that word schemes, which is also translated devices, means a mental perception and a thought. What is the one area that he comes to attack us in more than any other area? It's our thoughts. Do you know the only power that he has is the power that we give him? Because Jesus already, he dismantled him, so to speak. He took away that authority. He gave that authority to you and I. But we don't do anything with it half the time. It's not because we're not trying to. It's just sometimes I think we forget. And I think we get so caught up in our world that it feels, it's, it's, it's why you have to be around other people. It's like, I, I'm so depressed. Hey, I'm like not doing well. I done my ABC, my one, two, three, I've worshiped, I've read, I've prayed, I've done all those things, nothing's changing. And all of a sudden you have a team of people who are praying, who are speaking into your life, who are making you laugh and something snaps and it breaks. It happens, but remember, spiritual warfare is real. The enemy is real, and the only power he has is that which we give him. First Peter chapter five. I hope you're writing these down because it's important. Because tomorrow morning's going to happen. I'm going to get out of bed, and I can tell you, I'm not trying to just speak it. Say, so don't speak that over you. Whatever, that's great. I don't know why we're, yeah, whatever. Um, The reality is I may get up tomorrow and I may feel like crap. I may feel heavy. I may feel hopeless. I may start thinking about my sanctuary, our sanctuary. All of a sudden I may be thinking about how am I ever going to get all the funds it's going to take to get back into that sanctuary. All of a sudden, I'm going to start thinking about who, how are we going to pay for the chairs? We've got to get the chairs secured. We don't have enough money to get the chairs. But people are saying, you know what, we're going to get the chairs. We can actually go down. We can pick up the chairs and save you $2,500 and drive them back for you. That's amazing. We're going to be there next month. Okay, praise the Lord. How am I going to get the chairs? And on 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 until you're just like, Nobody cares. Nobody's even doing anything. Does everybody think I have to do all of this myself? Come on. We've all been there. We do that. You create a story. Now I have a story in my head. And now all of these wonderful people that I just said how amazing you are on Sunday by Wednesday... You weren't very amazing. True. But you were by, uh, I think it was about midnight Wednesday night. You became amazing all over again. But isn't that how it is? Because that's what the enemy does. He's the accuser. He brings accusations. He brings accusations against you. He brings accusations against me. So we have to be more diligent. If we're more diligent to see the work of the enemy. I mean I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow like tiptoe. I'll be like I'm watching you. Don't even mess with me. And this is why be sober, be vigilant. Vigilant. And that's what I'm going to do. Because the adversary, the devil, walks around like a lion that's roaring, seeking whom he may devour. And we all know this scripture so well. We've all heard the teachings that talk about how a roaring lion goes around for a prey that's isolated and that's alone. So that there's no one that could protect it. He goes for the weak one. Well, it's when we grab onto that first oppressive, depressing thought that we become weak. We begin to chew on it until it becomes a part of our identity and who we are. And before you know it, you're getting out of bed, you're walking down the stairs, you're hitting the sofa, you're hitting the pillow. But you got up. And sometimes that's huge. We're making fun in light of this, but this is truth. It's awful when you're in these places. It's dark. I'm telling you, we don't. Have, it gets. We don't have time to not be vigilant. If you're in the army, and if you're in special ops, those guys are training. They're watching what they eat. They're disciplining their bodies. They're not doing what they want to do. They're doing what they need to do. We do what we want to do half the time. Let's just be real. I don't often do what I need to do. But when we're vigilant and we understand that the enemy is just watching to devour, whispering, 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 whispering. Until finally we hear him. <clears throat> and we actually believe him. You're right. We're probably never going to get back into that sanctuary. We're probably never going to get this. We're never going to do this. We're never, 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 never. And we're coming into agreement with the father of lies. Resist him, it says. Steadfast in the faith. Father, I thank you that we have more than enough. It's just like Moses, that people will be bringing things in and finances and supplies from the north, south, the east, and the west, that we will have more than enough that we'll have to say, we don't have enough room. Please stop from bringing everything. Steadfast in the faith. We start to see through the eyes of faith. We actually believe that what the Word of God says is true. That's how we resist him. We come into agreement with what the word says, even when we don't see it. And then something rises up. Someone rises up inside of you. And the more you do that, the less the enemy is going to wreak havoc with you because he's like, well, this one is not working. Every time I try... I used to be able to get her on a sofa. I can't get her on the sofa anymore. Now, what's she doing? She's dancing all over the place. Doesn't she know she doesn't have the money? Now, what is she doing? She's reading her Bible. She's praying, she's declaring. I resist. Stand fast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Last night, I watched a movie, Hotel Rwanda. If you've ever watched it, grab a box of Kleenex, and I have to stop it every once in a while because I'm like, it's too much. Actually, maybe that's what you should do. Forget the funny movie. Put your life in perspective. Watch that movie. They're driving down the road and it's so bumpy. He's like, what are you doing? You're driving off the road. You're gonna drive us right into the river. This is not a story, this was what happened. He opened up the door, fell out onto thousands of bodies that were dead. They were driving over bodies. And that really happened. So there is sufferings that are being experienced by our brothers in the world. Life is hard sometimes And I say, when it gives you lemons, throw them out. Sometimes it's hard. That's why we need his grace. That's why we need faith. That's why we need each other. But may the God of all grace, who called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Wow. There it goes again. I swear that, that clock just zooms. Okay, let me wrap it up, bring it in, bring it home. I also got word yesterday, somebody I know, someone that is um, in a relation that is I don't know it's her some kind of sister stepsister far removed or whatever (sighs) a -a one-and-a-half year old girl died yesterday as a result of abuse and uh, they're doing an investigation but the man is arrested and my prayer is that uh, so does the mom. Justice, then mercy can come. But These are real things that happen in life. And we have to be those who are strong, who are of good courage, who are being vigilant. That we're not just putting our hands to the plow and, and, and looking back, but we're actually putting our hands to the plow and we're moving forward. That we're no, we don't have time We don't have time to waste. So those dreams that you have inside of you don't allow the depression and the shame and the guilt and all of the other stuff that the enemy tries to bring against you. Keep you down. Let today be the day that you raise back up and get around other people that believe in you. And that when they see you down, that they're not going to just continue to toss you aside and say see you're never going to change. No, they're going to speak life into you. They're going to make you laugh. They're going to they're going to remind you of the other sufferings that other people are going through. They're actually going to walk with you. Are you listening to me? Stand to your feet. Oh, God, I thank you for all the beautiful dreams that you've put inside of each and every person in here. I thank you for the creativity to just be released on a new level and for the ability to discern when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that we would grab a hold of the one who brings us life and brings it to us more abundantly. God, you set the lonely in families. And if there's anyone that feels like they don't have that kind of community around them, that you would begin to surround them with individuals that are full of courage, full of faith, who are willing to walk through the hard times, not just the good times. This is the season for the church to arise, and it starts with just one person making a decision to grab a hold, to take the risk, and to see their dream become a reality. And as a result, many other people's lives are touched and changed. So we thank you, God, for strength today. All shame to be kicked out of the door. There's no more time for would'ves, could'ves, and should'ves. It's a new day. And we thank you for doing this in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God praise. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.